welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include what are basis points, high coupon liquidity, or lack thereof, and why mortgage rates aren't the same as treasury rates. I'd like to thank today's podcast sponsor, Richie May. Richie May is a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services in the mortgage industry and in banking. The firm has also consistently been recognized as one of the fastest growing firms in the country and has been named to the Housing Wire Tech 100 in Mortgage, Accounting Today Firms to Watch, and the fastest growing firms. The firm has also received multiple awards for excellence and firm culture from inside public accounting. To experience how Richie May can help you transform your mortgage business, visit richiemay.com. I received a note saying, quote, I read your capital markets section every day because I can understand it, but can you please knock off using basis points? They are confusing. End quote. I admit they take a while to understand, but they're actually easy to compare and convert. 1% is 100 basis points. 50 basis points is half of 1%. 75 basis points is three quarters of 1%. I mention this because 75 basis points is the new 50 basis points. Everyone was expecting a half percent increases in Fed funds rates in the next couple meetings, but maybe not necessarily anymore. A relentlessly hawkish Federal Reserve is ramping up market expectations for big interest rate hikes that would have been considered unthinkable and market crippling just two months ago. Nomura says that the FOMC will hike the Fed funds rate by 75 basis points in June and July after a 50 basis point rise in May. That would bring the rate up to 2.25% a phenomenal amount of tightening given the Fed was still easing by buying assets as recently as March. With mortgage rates at the highest level in 10 years, lenders are more likely to see requests for pricing exceptions. Unfortunately for borrowers, the yield curve is extremely flat, so there is little incentive to move into a 15-year loan or an arm at this point. In addition, liquidity in higher coupon MBS has been poor, to say the least, with very wide bid offer spread or simply no price discovery. As a result, some higher rate combinations may simply not be available yet. Keep in mind that any rate over 6 and an eighth would have to be delivered into a UM30 5.5 coupon, which are not yet trading in any material amount. It's a weird time in the business. We saw yesterday that effective at the close of business on Friday, April 22nd, PCF Wholesale will no longer accept wholesale submissions or any new rate lock requests until further notice. PCF Wholesale will continue to honor all current interest rate lock commitments in the wholesale channel and will continue to process and fund all locked loans currently in the wholesale pipeline. In accordance with the current lock policy, rate lock extension requests will be subject to discretionary approval and pricing. I'm occasionally asked, how do mortgage rates move? And will the Fed selling their mortgage holdings move rates? And why are they the same as treasury rates? I guess that's a lot of questions. The 30-year benchmark mortgage rate primarily reflects two components, the yield on intermediate to longer-term treasury securities and a spread that tends to fluctuate over time. The Federal Reserve has held agency mortgage-backed securities, or MBS, on its balance sheet since early 2009, and Fed purchases of these securities have pulled down the yield on the benchmark 30-year MBS by roughly an estimated 50 basis points, or half percent like we talked about earlier, since 2009. 
Even though Fed officials have indicated they will allow its MBS holdings to decline in coming months, this will not necessarily cause mortgage rates to shoot even higher as markets are forward-looking. To some extent, the recent mortgage spread widening is consistent with markets accounting for smaller Federal Reserve MBS holdings going forward. Additionally, Fed MBS purchases in recent years have pulled MBS yields lower than actual mortgage rates, meaning it is reasonable to expect that MBS yields will face more upward pressure than actual mortgage rates as balance sheet runoff progresses. Since mortgage rates are separate from Treasury yields, it's fair to ask how much higher will the yield on the 10-year Treasury note rise. While yields on U.S. Treasury securities could potentially rise even further, the recent surge in the 10-year Treasury yield should slow markedly in the coming weeks, which should dampen upward pressure on mortgage rates. There is a significant amount of near-term monetary policy tightening already priced into the market. Longer term, markets appear priced for a Fed funds rate that is closer to neutral. There are wide confidence intervals around estimates for both the timing and the magnitude of the impact from balance sheet runoff, and it is unlikely balance sheet runoff has been fully priced in yet. Odds are it is discounted by more than many might suspect, given that the process has not even yet begun. The past several months have shown that the economic outlook and expected path of monetary policy can change rapidly. Will China's COVID-19 lockdowns reignite supply chain woes? Will hawkish policy from the Federal Reserve to combat inflation lead to recession? What will ultimately happen in Russia's war on Ukraine? Lots of questions with few definitive answers means volatility will persist in the bond market. Investors bought fixed income securities in mass yesterday, betting the sell-off has gone too far, too fast, and economic growth is poised to slow. That is good news for mortgage rates. How about another question? Is Fed tightening intended to, or even capable of, getting inflation back down to 2%, which, if you remember, is the Fed's target? At the very least, Fed officials signaling a relatively rapid pace of rate increases over the rest of the year is helping elevated inflation expectations stabilize. Even with more hawkish rhetoric, the bond market is pricing in faster inflation. The Federal Reserve's aggressively hawkish policy stance has driven a remarkable turnaround in 10-year real yields which were below minus 1% in March after Russia invaded Ukraine. Inflation-adjusted yields were negative for about two years, but investors in 10-year treasuries can now expect to earn real returns on their money, as the income on nominal 10-year notes is expected by investors to exceed average inflation over the coming decade. This has primarily been driven by higher real yields rather than higher inflation expectations. Rising real yields hurt tailwinds for risk assets, like stocks, threatening their relative attraction versus bonds. Today's economic calendar is underway with March durable goods orders up 0.8% and excluding transportation up 1.1%, as well as Philadelphia Fed non-manufacturing surveys, which slipped to up 293 Later this morning brings Redbook same-store sales, February house prices from Case Schiller and FHFA, consumer confidence in April, March new home sales, Richmond Fed Manufacturing and Services Indices, Dallas Fed Texas Services for April, and a Treasury auction of $48 billion of two-year notes. The desk will conduct two operations for up to $2.4 billion, targeting 30-year 3.5% through 4.5%. We begin Tuesday with agency MBS prices better by a quarter, and the 10-year yielding 2.77 after closing yesterday at 2.83%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. I dialed the number and got the following recording. I'm not available right now, but thank you for caring enough to call. 
I'm making some changes in my life. Please leave a message after the beep. If I do not return your call, you are one of the changes. Ouch. I'd like to thank today's podcast sponsor, Richie May. In order to stay competitive and differentiate in the tight market, lenders need to find efficiencies and tighten their operations, leveraging systems designed by mortgage experts for mortgage experts. Richie May's advisory services team is made up of mortgage industry experts and designed to help you find efficiencies in the pursuit of compliance and assurance so that you can continue to drive growth and increase profitability. Visit richiemay.com advisory to learn more about how you can differentiate your business or to set up a meeting with one of Richie May's experts. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.